Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be continuing my new series in which I will be breaking down some of the best players in the NBA, looking at their analytical profiles, analyzing their game, and just seeing who is actually the best player in the NBA. So far, I've done two podcasts and I've written two articles for this series, breaking down Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis's profiles. Today, I'm going to be doing James Harden. Um, if you want to check out my articles that I've done for this series, go to my website, which is thewiresports.com. You can find all the articles I've done for this series, along with other articles I've written um, over the last like two years. Uh, but yeah, so today, I'm going to be talking about James Harden, and for, for this series, I've already talked about this in the first two episodes, when I'm doing for this series, uh, what my philosophy is when I'm analyzing these players, and, and what my philosophy will be uh, when I make my final rankings. So basically, when I'm looking at, at each player, I, I am, and when I'm finalizing my rankings, um, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for players who are super productive, uh, who have been for the last three regular seasons, players who are productive in both the regular season and the playoffs, players who are portable, which means players who can fit into different systems. Uh, I want players who aren't, you know, limited to just one offensive or defensive scheme. I want players who are versatile, and I want players who have championship equity. I want players who raise the ceilings of good teams um, and, and can be the best player or maybe even the second best player on a championship team. I don't really care about floor raisers. I want ceiling raisers. Those are the guys that I value the most. Uh, but without further ado, let it, let's get into James Harden's profile. Uh, yeah, so getting started with some basic information about Harden. Harden is 31 years old. He's 6'5", uh, weighs 220 pounds. He has a 6'11 wingspan. Um, he's a shooting guard for the Brooklyn Nets. And on my website, I have two graphs uh, with some metrics, some stats, along, along with percentile rankings for each metric. You won't be able to see that on this podcast on YouTube, but you will be able to see that in my articles, um, and I'll break these down later. But let's look at his numbers for the regular season for this year. Uh, so during this season, per 100 possessions, he averaged 32.4 points, 10.4 rebounds, and 14.2 assists. He also averaged 1.6 steals and one block. Um, and he had and he shot 55.3% from two on 12 attempts. And he shot 36.2% from three on 10 attempts. And 86.1% from the free throw line on 9.6 attempts. And he had a true shooting percentage of 61.8%. Um, and here are his impact metrics for the regular season. Um, he had an OBPM of 6.2, a DBPM of 0.6, a BB a BPM of 6.8, which ranks 7th, a back picks BPM of 6.7, an RPM of 4.81, which ranks 8th, a Raptor of 4.4, which ranks 14th, a LeBron of 3.72, which ranks 12th, and a Crafted PM of 4.81, which ranks 10th. He also, and in the playoffs, per 100 possessions, he averaged 28.2 points, 8.8 rebounds, 11.9 assists, 2.3 steals, 0.9 blocks. He shot 64.3% from two, 
uh, on 6.5 attempts. He shot 36.4% from three on 10.2 attempts. He shot 90.3% from the free throw line on 9.6 attempts. And he had a true shooting percentage of 67.3%. In the playoffs, here were his impact metrics. He had an OBPM of 7.1, a DBPM of 2.1, a BPM of 9.2, and a backpicks BPM of 7.5. Some metrics are not included due to the lack of measurements. Um, in the regular season this year, he was good. Um, had good production. He was rather efficient with a true shooting percentage of 61.8%. Um, he was a fairly good three-point shooter. Um, and um, just overall, a very good offensive player. And I have some metrics that measure different individual skills using box score data. Um, and and that's like per, using like per 100 possession stats and advanced metrics. Um, this season, uh, James Harden ranked in the 96th percentile in load. He ranked in the 96th percentile in scoring. And he ranked in the 99th percentile in creation, uh, which is basically a metric that measures a player's ability to create shots for his teammates uh, due to his scoring gravity. Um, he also ranked in the 80th percentile in spacing. Um, he ranked in the 98th percentile in finishing, which is a player's ability to finish both at the rim and um, on threes. He also ranked in the 100th percentile in passing. He ranked in the 79th percentile in defense. I will say my defensive metric isn't perfect because it does incorporate basketball references in DBPM, which isn't perfect. It doesn't do a great job of measuring defense. Uh, but I do think my metric has some value, but it's nowhere near perfect. Um, he also ranks in the 70th percentile in rebounding. And he ranked in the 98th percentile in total impact. So as you can see, this season, James Harden was awesome offensively. I mean, he, he was elite basically in every facet of the game offensively. Um, wasn't an elite spacer, floor spacer, but he was still really good in that regard. Um, ranking in the, 80th, in the 80th percentile. I mean, that means he ranked in the top 20% of all players in the NBA who played at least... 250 minutes this season. That's really good. Um, I think his defense is a bit overrated by my defensive metrics, but he's still a solid defender. And over the last couple of years, he has been. Um, I don't think he is a very good defender, uh, but he's not bad by any means. He's probably just average or slightly below average. Um, but I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's a good defender, um, like my own metric says he is. Uh, but he's an elite passer, an elite creator, um, a, a pretty good rebounder for a guard, um, and he was super impactful this season, uh, mainly due to what he provided offensively. I mean, he was just insane um, in terms of scoring, passing, creating for himself and his teammates. Just a very good performance this season. And in the playoffs, he was really good as well. Now, his production slipped a bit. He wasn't as productive scoring-wise, um, but he was super efficient. I mean, he had a 67.3% true shooting percentage, 
That's unreal. Um, he was super good in the playoffs. Had a BPM of 9.2 in the playoffs. That's insane. Uh, back picks, B BPM loves him as well. Uh, he had a back picks BPM of 7.5 in the postseason. That's really good. So overall, he had a very good year. Now let's look at what he's done over the last three years in the regular season and the playoffs. So from 2019 to 2021, during the regular season, per 100 possessions, he averaged 42.8 points, 9 rebounds, 10.8 assists, 2.3 steals, 1 block. He shot 54.3% from 2 on 13.4 attempts. He shot 36.2% from 3 on 15.1 attempts. He shot 87% from the free throw line on 13.6 attempts. And he had a true shooting percentage of 62%. And from 2019 to 20 to do that, wow, I cannot speak. Uh, during this time period, uh, here were his impact metrics uh, for the regular season. He had an OBPM of 8.2, a DBPM of 1.4, and a BP, a B, a BPM of 9.5. He also had a LeBron of 7.32. Um, that's really good. Some metrics are not included due to the lack of multi-year measurements. Um, and in the playoffs, per 100 possessions, he averaged 36.6 points, 8.3 rebounds, 10 assists, 2.4 steals, and 1.1 blocks. Uh, he also shot 56.4% from 2 on 11.6 attempts. He shot 34.7% from 3 on 13.2 attempts. And he shot 85.5% from the free throw line on 11.4 attempts. He also had a true shooting percentage of 61.3%. Um, and during the playoffs, uh, during this stretch, here are his impact metrics. He had an OBPM of 7, a DBPM of 1.9, a BPM of 8.9, and a LeBron of 5.47. And um, like before, some metrics are not included due to the lack of multi-year measurements. Um, so over the last three years, he has been an insane regular season performer. He, uh, and this is ridiculous. Over the last three years, in the regular season, per 100 possessions, he averaged... 42.8 points. That's insane. That's historically good. Um, I mean, that's just utterly insane. Um, in per 100 possession stats, if you're not um, familiar with those with those stats, once you hit like the 40, once you're once you're like a player is averaging like 40 points per 100 possessions, that that's like historically elite production scoring wise uh, but he was also really good as a rebounder I mean he averaged nine rebounds per 100 um, the passing was great 10.8 assists per 100 and he was efficient he had a true shooting percentage of 62 percent that's really good um, and he was also very impactful in the regular season um, he had a 9.5 BPM which is crazy that's like that just basically means for the last three seasons he was an MVP caliber player. Um, that that's insane, and he was like a in border playing at like a borderline historic level. Um, so that's great. And LeBron loved him during the regular season. Uh, Seven point three two LeBron. That's really good. Now in the playoffs, his numbers dipped a bit. Um, he went from averaging over forty points per one hundred to averaging. Uh, around 37 points per 100, uh, but he was still good all around, um, looking at his rebounding numbers and his assist numbers, he averaged 10 assists per 100 in the playoffs, also averaged 8.3 rebounds per 100, uh, that's really good, um, he was slightly less efficient 
uh, had a true shooting percentage of 61.3%. Um, the one concern, one thing that really concerns me here, looking at his playoff production from the last uh, three years, is his three-point shooting. He only shot 34.7% from three. That's not great. Um, and, and, but he did do it on high volume, uh, so he was still providing pretty good floor spacing in the playoffs over the last three years, uh, but, you know, you'd like to see his three-point shooting continue to be above 35% in the playoffs, um, and I'd say he was less impactful in the playoffs, had a BPM of 8.9 and a, and a LeBron of 5.47, both were lower than they were in the regular season for him, um, so what does this mean? Really... I'm going to I'm gonna do my little breakdown here. James Harden is just an exceptional offensive talent. I think the numbers speak for themselves. Um, he's an excellent offensive player who combines elite isolation scoring with high-level passing. Um, like I mentioned before, this season, he ranked in the 99th percentile in my scoring metric and 100th percentile in my passing metric. And because of that, he ranked really highly in my creation metric. Um, so this season alone, he was an elite offensive player all around. Um, and I think Harden is a really interesting player to break down because his situation drastically changed this season. Before being traded to the Brooklyn Nets this year, he consistently had a usage rate over 35% each season. He was the primary initiator for the Houston Rockets, and their entire offense ran through him. That changed in Brooklyn, because he is playing alongside Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who are both stars in their own right. Now, Harden is more of a secondary ball handler with an elite primary initiator's talent and track record. This new role has its positives and negatives, but I think it helps Harden's case. One of the most significant issues with Harden's game over the last couple of years was how ball-dominant he was. Like I mentioned earlier, Houston ran their entire offense through him, which led to him having a 40.5% usage rate during the 2018-2019 season. That kind of load is insane and not conducive to championship-level basketball. From 2019 to 2020, Harden had an average usage rate of 34.7% in the playoffs. According to StatMuse, only one player in NBA history has ever won a championship with a usage rate over 34%. That was Michael Jordan in 1992-1993. As you can see, it is tough to win a title when you rely so heavily on one player to run your offense. But now, Harden is in a different situation, and we have to consider this new context when analyzing him. Once you do that, you realize that Harden is freaking awesome as a secondary option. And I say secondary option lightly because James Harden, although he's like playing second fiddle to Kevin Durant, he still got the talent of a primary option, of a, of a primary initiator. Um, he's just not the main guy in Brooklyn. Um, this postseason, Harden's usage rate went from 32.4% to 28.4%. That's a pretty big dip. 
but his BPM rose from 8.1 to 9.4. His production got worse due to his lightened offensive load, but he was unbelievably efficient and impactful. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, in nine playoff games, Harden averaged just 28 points per 100, but he did it on 67% true shooting. His ability to generate free throws and be efficient from three on high volume made him incredibly dangerous on offense. What does this mean exactly? It shows that Harden can be effective in a multitude of situations. If you need him to carry an, a, historic, a historic offensive load, he can. If you want him to be, or if you want him to play second fiddle alongside multiple stars, he can. His offensive skill set makes him extremely portable, and that has some value in my opinion. Here's where problems start to arise, and I mentioned this earlier. Although Harden has been historically good during the regular season, over the last three years, his production dips in the playoffs. From 2019 to 2020, Harden had a BPM of 9.5 and a LeBron of 7.32 in the regular season. In the playoffs, he had a BPM of 8.9 and a LeBron of 5.47. This makes sense because he is a he is less productive and less efficient as a scorer in the in the postseason. I will say his playoff performance was really impressive this season. But I need to see more from him as a second option before I'm comfortable with him in the playoffs. I bet you're probably asking yourself, what about 2018? Did Harden not prove that he can lead a team deep in the playoffs when the Rockets almost beat the Warriors? He absolutely did. And, and I ha am really confident with him leading a team in the playoffs. Um, but that was four years ago. And Harden fell short in the playoffs over the next two years without Chris Paul. Suppose he continues to play well in the postseason with a smaller offensive role. In that case, he can rise in my rankings because his championship equity will improve if he proves to me that he can consistently be a high-level second option on a championship contender. James Harden is a ridiculously talented offensive player who has been very good in multiple contexts over the last three years. The fact that his production gets worse in the, in the playoffs worries me, but he has an excellent skill set for a high-level high second option on a championship-caliber team. I am really high on Harden because he is an elite creator, an excellent four spacer, and an underrated defender, considering how big his offensive load has been over the last couple of years. He has so many elite skills, which allows him to carry offenses and provide a great impact as a secondary initiator on extremely talented teams. If he's healthy in the playoffs next year and continues to play well, I'll have to reconsider his ranking within the NBA because he is an elite talent who just needs to prove that he has elite championship equity. I am fully confident in him leading a team deep in the playoffs. I just don't think he has that high-level championship equity that I'm looking for um, in, a, in like a top-five caliber player. Can James Harden be a top-five player on my final rankings? Sure, but I don't think that's going to end up happening. Um, and, and the biggest reason why is because I just don't see the championship equity from him. Um, but I think he has a chance to prove that he is that kind of player, that he does have that, that kind of cham championship equity moving forward if he plays like, he, like he's capable of 
as a secondary option for the Brooklyn Nets. But like I said, James Harden is awesome. Um, he's super good offensively, extremely talented. Um, he's an underrated defender. He's an excellent passer and scorer. Um, and I think he's. He, I liked what I saw from him playing for the Brooklyn Nets this season. Um, I just want to see him play how he did in the playoffs um, consistently moving forward. But anyway, that's all I have for today's episode. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Let me know what y'all think on social media. My Instagram and Twitter handle is the Ryan McCrary. That's the Ryan R Y A N McCrary M C C R A R Y. If you want to see more content from me, check out my YouTube channel. That's the Wire. You can also check out my website at thewiresports.com. Uh, but without further ado, that's all I have for today. I hope y'all enjoyed that, and I will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>